Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to feeling like we're in the campfire. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, discounts. Yeah. We have Hitch Itch. Well, we're scratching that itch. Yep. We're on the move again. We've been yeah. traveling for a couple of days. We're on our way to New Mexico. No, we're in New Mexico. Well, that's true. We are. <laughs> we're we're here. on our way to the Albuquerque area, but hey, we are in New Mexico. Yeah, if you haven't heard, the house that we're selling in Northern California is in escrow. Yes. So that makes us happy. So we feel confident enough that we are on the move uh, to New Mexico, specifically Rio Rancho or Rio Rancho, <laughs> to start looking for a new world headquarters of stressless camping. Right. And on our way, we stopped and met Gary and Robin, and they showed us their travel trailer, into which Gary has installed a mini-split air conditioner. Yeah, that was... I will have to share pictures, and I'll probably write a story about that, because... That was super impressive. He took out the typical RV inefficient air conditioner and put in a mini split. And if you don't know what a mini split is, it's one of those air conditioners where there is a main unit sort of outside and a smaller unit inside. And they're incredibly efficient and very quiet. In fact, Gary wrote us and said, well, as we were coming down here, it was over 100 degrees. Yes, and it's he been said, hot. Yeah, it has. I'm sure it's hot where you are, too. But he said, I am running my mini split air conditioner set to 72 degrees on a single Honda 2000 generator, and it's not working hard to make it work. They're so efficient, and I wish the RV industry would make, more efficient, yeah, <laughs> make more efficient air conditioners. Yeah, so I hope that you can't hear our air conditioner, but there's no way we're turning it off when it's 100 degrees. No, outside. yeah, it's 103 here in where we are in New Mexico. So hopefully, as Peggy said, there won't be too much background noise. Yeah. Hey, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about our history as RV industry people or whatever. <laughs> and I said that, you know, I was conceived on a camping trip and that and what i i can't believe that i forgot to tell this but when i was like eight to nine to ten years old my best friend lisa and i would take a cardboard box and turn it into a motorhome in our basement and we would take road trips in our motorhome and i can't believe that that wasn't a story that i thought to tell and maybe I triggered the memory because we actually got to go visit Lisa this week because yes. she still lives pretty close to where my family lives in Colorado. So we got to hang out a little bit this week, and that was awesome. Yeah, and I got to drive their tractor. Yes, that was you did. the highlight. It was fun to visit them, but put me on the wheel of a tractor. I'm a happy lad. I love anything mechanical. Yeah. So we have a great interview for you today. Yes, we do. I'm not even going to give it away. We're just going <laughs> <laughs> to take a tiny break and then we'll come right back to that. 
Well, actually, we're not taking a break because, as you know, we're back on the road and Peggy is our queen of planning and she has been putting RV Trip Wizard to work again. That's true. That's a part of RV life and I use it to plan our road trips and adventures because, you know, if you just use your phone's GPS, it can lead you down to some potentially dangerous places. Yeah, ours did, for sure, and uh, cost us an awning, and that's when we <laughs> signed up for RV Trip Wizard. Right. So it's part of the RV Life Suite, and it allows you to plan your journeys before you go online and then use the RV Life app on the phone or tablet to safely navigate your journey. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And you can set parameters such as how far you want to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops. You can even read reviews of campgrounds before mm -hmm. you get there. You put in the size of your RV and it all takes that into account as you plan the route. Right, so it plans a safe route for you that that your RV can handle. And then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble. Yep. So if you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. And we have a great deal for you. 25% off your annual subscription. Can't beat that. Nope. So check it out on the deals and discounts page on stresslesscamping.com. And you can listen to our interview with RV Life and learn about the whole RV Life suite. And save your RV while you save on an RV Life subscription. That sounds like stressless camping to me. Yeah. We got a wonderful chance to talk to Brandy Beam, the director of Technical Institute, and Craig Chockham, director of customer experience about Lippert RV Owners School. So this is a school you can go to to learn more about the systems in your RV and I don't want to give it all away. So without any further ado, let's turn over to Brandy and Craig. Well today we are super happy to be able to be talking to Brandy Beam, the director of the Technical Institute, and Craig Jockham, the Director of Customer Experience for Lippert. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Thanks Happy for having to us. be here. The reason we wanted to have them here is there is a new service, I guess, called the Lippert RV Owner School. Yes. yes. And it is a place you can go. Well, rather than me say anything, what in the wide, wide world of sports is the Lippert RV Owner School? Yeah, so Lippert RV Owner School was a long time coming, first of all. Uh, two years in the making. It was an idea that was born out of our Lippert Scouts program. But yeah, long story short, we were able to partner with the Technical Institute, Brandy and her team, and start offering up some technical training courses to RV owners, which, like I said, has been a long time coming. Brandy just got really tired of me sneaking customers into her awesome <laughs> training facility. So yeah, here we are. You talk about Brandy and her team. Brandy runs the Lippert Technical Institute, which was created to help techs. Yes, it was. The Technical Institute got its name in 2017, but our group has been around since about 2012. Basically, we started going to dealers, asking them what, how they feel about Lippert, any problems they're having with Lippert, and just trying to solve some issues right there at the dealership level. And then it became, you know, you know, little iterations of that over time. And then here we are, we have a 40,000 square foot facility with over 25,000 square foot hands-on space that we use to train 
technicians from dealers, mobile techs, OEMs, uh, distributors, and now RV owners as well. So just trying to get anyone some knowledge on Lipper products. So if a dealer wants to provide better service to their customers through their service department, you would be a good place to go to for that. Absolutely. We are partnered with RVTI. Their process that they have of becoming a certified technician or registered technician to get credit hours, you know, you can go through them and then we can supplement the credit hours for them through our courses that we hold here, or you can just come to us separately. Wow. And it's funny, this morning I was sitting in our new office in our trailer, which (laughs) is we used to have theater seats there. We ripped them out and put in office chairs and desks. And I was looking and counting all the Lippert logos I I saw. (laughs) Yeah, what'd you get to? What was the six? And I was just looking out the the windows alone. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a few products. Um, <laughs> it, it keeps growing every day. Currently, our trainers are expected to know everything in the RV world that Lippert carries. We are working on something marine side as well. Axles, leveling, slide outs, awnings, you know, um, now we have Fury on acquisitions. Anything we bring on, we try to get them versed up on that. So if they are asked a question at a dealership when they're training on Schwintech about something else, they can be there to support that dealership and whatever they need or OEM, whomever. Great. That's fantastic. And so for an RV owner, what type of experience would they have and what kind of skill level would they need coming in? We have this same question being asked, you know, in the tech world as well. Like, does it matter if I only have been here for a day or, you know, 40 years and we'll train anyone. The experience is obviously going to be different for that, you know, the less seasoned RVer or less seasoned tech, whomever it is coming in, they might have different questions, but, you know, we encourage people of, yeah, if if you want to learn, then come here. It doesn't matter if you've only been doing this, or even if you haven't bought a rig yet, we've actually had people come to our schools who haven't bought a rig, who just want to be prepared for when they get out on the road with easy ways to maintain, operate the products that are going to be on that unit. Yeah. The truth is the trainers that are at the Tech Institute, they're amazing educators. And I say educators because they know what it takes to really boil things down to the simplest form and then share that information back out so that there's a consistency and understanding what's going on. And the other cool thing I've been able to witness too is seeing how between classes, right? Those more advanced students have some time there between to, mm-hmm. to dive into their more particular questions. So it also the experience is what you make of it. Yeah. And we do allow, you know, we don't, hold anyone in class. So if it's if class gets a little overwhelming for anyone, you know, by all means, we have a huge facility here. You can go walk around, hang out with some of our trainers that are not in class at that time. They'll be hanging out in the cafeteria, ready to talk to anyone. We've got TVs going, you know, you can just sit, relax, whatever you need to do. But we do typically do a classroom portion and then go out and do a hands-on portion following that. Okay. Now, is there an opportunity to bring your own RV with you or is it you're already set up with every We are set up with our own mock-ups that our trainers actually build themselves, um, and we build errors into the system, common concerns that customers call in with. So we kind of know some of those top concerns that happen with our products. And so we build those in so they are ready to go, you know, so people can be like, hey, hey, you know, I called in and this is a common issue I have, and we can take them to that mock-up that we already have and build that in there and explain out how to how to fix and troubleshoot those 
those issues. Yeah, what Brandy's not saying is basically at five, you have to troubleshoot a slide out in order to leave the building. But for next year, actually, we are talking about, you know, the possibility of adding on to, you know, this, obviously, we're trying to make everything better for next year already, with feedback we've been getting. And, you know, we're looking at the potential of, you know, what does it look like to walk someone around their rig, you know, do some specific one-on-one, really one-on-one training with each customer and what they have, you know, inside their unit of ours. That would be cool. And and for the people who are considering coming to the class who don't have an RV, one of the things in my daily RV review articles, I always try to suggest to people, look at the behind the scenes first, and that would be a good shopping tool to mm-hmm. teach you different things. Yeah, absolutely. We had someone who came in and took both of our electric and our hydraulic leveling classes. And he was like, he's like, I just want to see, I'm between a, two different units. And I know one has your hydraulic leveling and one has your electric leveling. And he was curious to sit in those classes and kind of see how he liked, you know, the diff- you know which one he preferred by using that. So I thought that was pretty neat. That's a, yeah. that's a great suggestion. And how long are the classes and, and how much and where do I find out about them? Yeah, so we've actually got a couple different RV owner school flavors. One is a one-day class and the other is a three-day class, a three-day offering. We've also scheduled these around RV OEM rallies too. So timing-wise, if you're going to already be in town attending your OEM rally, what better experience to tack on than to attend an RV owner school. Uh, so for the one day event is $75 per person and a three day event is 250 per person. Okay. We've got more schools planned for this summer and we've got plenty of space for more registrations and the format of the classes, no matter if it's a one or three day is it's truly a choose your own adventure style. So Brandy and her trainers will have multiple classes going on at the same time and you basically get to build your own schedule for whatever classes hmm. speak to you the most. Okay. It makes things feel more valuable at the end of the day when you say, I got to pick what I got to learn, and I'm walking away with the information that I chose. That's pretty darn cool. And where would one sign up? Sure. Yeah. So lipper.com, and we've got a section on our website for technical training, mm-hmm. and there's a tab right there for RV Owner School. We also have RV Owner School events linked back on our communities app that you can download and register for, and it's in the event section there as well. And my understanding is the RV Owner School came from the Lippert Scouts, sort of, kind of. Yeah, the original name of this entire thing was Scout School. Project Scout School is what we talked, what we referred to it as in, internally here at Lippert. And at the getaway last year, that's where we had Jason Lippert up front in front of the entire, you know, 300 people in, in, in the audience. And he was doing a town hall. It was a listening session with all of our scouts and Bob Clayton stood up and he said, sir, I would love to pitch the idea of scout school. And it was no more than what, three, four months later, we're offering <laughs> our very first three-day session. And I think we're five out of 10 classes already through the summer here and five more to go. I've noticed that Jason seems to listen quite you know, to what's going on. I remember we had the privilege of having him as a guest on our podcast when he went on his RV cross-country tour. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, it's legit. He keeps us busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it seems there's a good culture of listening and making things better there at Lippert. It's an unusual yeah. 
Yeah. From the outside looking in, it seems like a great environment to yes. work. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's all of what we're really trying to promote is business as a force for good. That's something that's like top of Jason's you know, mind right now, uh, just getting out there, just really caring about people, listening to people. We want everyone out on the road who is driving an RV to enjoy their experience out there on the road. You know, we don't want anyone to have a hard time. We want their units getting fixed. We want them to enjoy their products so that they can have more fun with their family because that's really what, what we're here for. Yep. So. Now, would there potentially be a pathway? Let's say somebody went to Lippert RV Owner School, liked it so much and said, Hmm, I could be a tech. I mean, absolutely. I I know that we've had a few owners who come in who have come in so far who have talked about starting their own like mobile tech because they're out on the road so often talking about their own mobile tech companies that they either they already have or they're, you know, they've thought about getting into. That's totally something we can help them in that, you know, trajectory as well. We know a lot of people in the RV industry believe it or not. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. <laughs> so we've got some good pathways there for them to get connected with the right people, for sure. So it sounds like it's good for the RV owner and good for the industry as a whole. Yeah, we hope so. That's, That's the, the idea. Goal. <laughs> yeah, and for next year, we've been talking, it's not only just Lipper products either. Yeah. Um, we're thinking you know, of including other suppliers, yeah, competitors. Other suppliers, yep, competitors yeah. of ours. We do bring them in for our tech schools already. So hoping that we can get some more suppliers on board with us. They're great to work with too. They want to, same goal as us, you know, keep people camping. We want to keep people, you know, out there on the road. So yeah, trying to get some of more class opportunities for people so they want to come back next year as well. And some other RV industry leaders I've been in contact with too. Sounds terrific. Well, I have to forewarn you, you're going to have a lousy student right oh. around the time of the frog rally. <laughs> the frog rally. Did we miss his registration come through? Oh, no. We're, we're both Too now. late. We already <laughs> registered. <laughs> That's exciting. Yes. Yeah. Might want to prepare a dunce cap if you, yeah. if you, if you <laughs> don't already have them. Might be time to get one. <laughs> we haven't had to send anyone to the principal's office yet. But there's always a first time for yeah. everything. You could yeah. be first. I can see that about you. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate your taking some time and, and sharing this. It's a, It really is something that I encourage RV owners to participate in, if at all possible. It is. Yes. Right now, I believe it's only there in Indiana. Correct. But there's some, we enjoyed our stay in Shipshawana for Yeah, a we while. were there for two weeks and we really enjoyed it and got to explore you know we didn't stay in Chipshawana every day we went around and explored the area yeah. and i don't think we saw everything yeah. no yeah there's a ton to do here i mean obviously this is the heart of the rv industry we've got all yeah. the manufacturers all the suppliers rv hall of fame there's all kinds of even just rv stuff to do and then you know obviously we have notre dame and Chipshawana, just a lot of interesting things you know there are talks of a little bit of on the road rv owner school possibly in the future uh yeah. is it going to look the exact same as it does here probably not with all of the you know mock-ups that we can have but we want to make right. ourselves as available as possible to owners so who knows what's next <laughs> <laughs> well the, one of the good ways to get the word out is come back and join us at another time because yes. we really appreciate appreciate your being here. Of course. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll have 
plenty more to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it's always changing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, we will see you just before the frog rally in a couple weeks. Next month. Holy cow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you All both right. very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, do hey, you want to join us? We're planning to attend the next big FMCA gathering in Lincoln, Nebraska, August 24th through 28th. Wait, the FMCA? Isn't that for motorhomes? Not anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings together. And more, it's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interests or location. And there's also great resources, a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and more. By the way, you can read Peggy's articles there, but don't forget incredible programs like Medical Assist where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Also, we signed up for FMCA's roadside assistance that specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility no matter how many miles. A great optional program that's been part of FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a deal for you. New members can save 10 bucks on their new FMCA membership. The details and more on this program are at our discounts and deals page at stresslesscamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now, now that's Stressless, stressless camping. camping. So we mentioned earlier how hot it is here. <laughs> and, and it was just kind of funny that yesterday as we drove between Denver and Pueblo, Colorado, I think we must have gone up into the hills a little bit and then back down because it was like 100 degrees in Denver. We drove through a part where it was rainy and 65. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and by the time we got to Pueblo, it was 100 degrees again. Yep. This is one of those states where they say, if you don't like the weather, wait 10 minutes. <laughs> Especially if you're going down the highway. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was so much to see in Denver. And we got to meet Mark and Julie from RV Love. We went to this really great tap house yeah. that had, I forgot how many like 60 taps mm -hmm. and you put your little card on the tap and you can pour like one ounce or full glass right and they had like any kind of beer you can imagine really good food it was a great atmosphere it was actually uh, mark and julie from rv loves gathering and we've spoken to mark and julie in the past they wrote a book called rv hacks and we'll put a link to that yeah. in our show notes but they're just super cool people and the book is great so we had a super terrific time with them yep the other thing that happened as we were driving from denver to pueblo is that our new bike rack was holding onto our bikes beautifully. <laughs> yeah, and you might wonder, don't you guys have those folding bikes? Don't they spend their riding time in the back of the truck? And the answer is... They used to. Correct. But we really needed some more space in the back of the truck. And we got a chance to try out the slipper bike rack. And we'd love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, truthfully, I wanted a bike rack, right? Right. So I keep looking and looking at bike racks and... Who makes what? I went to bike shops. I looked on, you know, where we always look online mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. You know, whenever you're looking for stuff like that, your Facebook feed suddenly magically has yeah. stuff that you've been looking for. And one of the things that popped up was from a company called Kurt that makes hitches and RV suspensions and all kinds of stuff, but happened to make 
what they call an aluminum tray style bike rack that's good for up to 135 pounds of cargo. And I looked at this thing and boy, it is well thought through. It's designed for a two-inch hitch receiver, which we have at the back of our trailer. You put the bike rack into the hitch receiver and turn this knob, which reduces the vibration and wiggling. Yeah. But then the knob has a key. So once you've tightened this thing down, you unlock the knob, basically, and you can't loosen it. So it's a security feature. Right. So it holds the bikes on a flat, well, like two V trays. There's a cup at the at each end for a wheel, and then like a ratcheting elbow mechanism, and it pushes down on that wheel, and then the bike is really secure. But wait. There's more? Yeah. <laughs> so there's also a metal cord in each of these ratcheting lock things that is key activated. And so you can lock your bike to the rack. So now right. the rack is locked to your vehicle, or trailer in our case, and the bike is locked to the rack. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's the same key that locks the rack to the trailer or to the hitch and that locks the cable around the bike. Yes. So it's a double security with one key. Yeah, don't lose your key, right? <laughs> but also then there's a, another ratchet for the other wheel. So one wheel is held with that like elbow mechanism and the other is held with a ratchet. So they're secure on there pretty well. And we went over some pretty lousy roads <laughs> getting here and the bikes are just fine. They, yeah. they ride back they there. They ride great. So our electric e-bikes weigh 64 pounds a piece and the bike rack is good 435 pounds. So if you take off your shoes and do the math. It worked out just right. Right, but we took the batteries out of the bikes yes. just as a measure of safety. Yes, I figured that would make it rattle a little less. If they do rattle, you're not rattling your battery around. And frankly, it's easier to lift the bike up onto the rack. Yeah, so we have found we have used the bikes a lot more since they're much easier for us to get to since we have the key. Yeah. and. It's just more convenient, plus we have more room in the back of the truck yes. for just junk. Right. So there's that. Ooh, and, and one of those things is next week's gadget report, and I'm not going to give it away, but oh, just know it is a tonified contraption. Uh, tonified. Well, Tonify, uh -huh. do you also have an RV of the week to tell I us about? I do. As you know, we have a Rockwood Mini Light, but Rockwood and their sister company, Flagstaff, make the same product, right? So if you buy a Flagstaff or a Rockwood, it's the same product with different branding. Right. So today I wanted to share the Flagstaff Classic 8529 RKSB fifth wheel. And we don't get that many fifth wheels that are our RV of the week. So this fifth wheel is super slick the way they've designed it. It's got the kitchen at the back and then a big U-shaped dinette that of course mashes down to become a bed, a king size bed, believe it or not. The table that comes with a dinette is freestanding. So rather than it being on poles or on the wall, it's a freestanding table, which I like. There's also a breakfast bar in this kitchen. Mm. So you can kind of hang out in the, if you have a 
cook who likes to cook. You know, at the breakfast bar, you can watch him cook. And like all Rockwood and Flagstaff travel trailers and fifth wheels, it's got a real 22-inch oven in it, not that lousy 16-inch oven that so many RV companies put in. Then there's also theater seats and a trifold hide-a-bed sofa. It's got one of everything. Yeah, it's got, (laughs) like, you can sit. There's sort of different places so you could have a person in the kitchen and then like a couple people watching the u-shaped dinette there's the theater seats the sofa so there's three logical places for entertaining in this thing nice which is neat and it's not that i mean it's a not tiny fifth wheel but it's not that big it is 37 feet exactly It also has a king-size bed upstairs and a really nice shower. And I will say, Rockwood and Flagstaff, our experience with this trailer has been exceptional. We have had it since May. We've driven it all over. It's, It's already got several thousand miles on it and it's just held up well. It's been a great trailer. In fact, we talked to the Rockwood Flagstaff people today And one of the things that was a big takeaway is they said during the pandemic, they did not rush a bunch of units into production. They maintained their existing production levels so that they could keep the quality. So, yes, there's a lot of stories about COVID RVs. And I've seen a lot of RVs that have been made recently that are not all that great. I would say... Rockwood and Flagstaff are an exception based on a group we run that has about 10,000 people, but also our personal experience and watching them build RVs. So there you go. Our RV of the week, the Flagstaff Classic 8529 RKSB. That is the same thing. If you happen to have a Rockwood dealer in your neighborhood instead then that would be a Rockwood Signature 8291RK. So whoever named that classic 8529RKSB must be the same person who named the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. Perhaps. (laughs) And speaking of the Facebook group, we every week ask a question of the week in the group. And last week I asked if you can reach the outside flap or the outside portion of the stove vent and i told you that i expected several answers and i got those answers one of them was that some people don't have vents on the outside of their stove no not all rvs and i did not know that her brother-in-law carrie noted that his vents out of the roof and Jerry said she doesn't have one, so maybe Jerry's is like Carrie's. Carrie and Jerry have the same brand of RV, so I would ah, say yes. Ah, so probably that's true. so. Okay. A few people did answer that they have small trailers, and so they can reach. And I used to be able to reach the vent on the 1905, but I cannot reach now on the 2205. Mostly, the answers were that the taller person <laughs> can reach, and the shorter person in the in the RV cannot. I can reach ours, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Tony can and reach. I'm a, just a little bit taller than Peggy, but just enough to be able to reach the stove. Vent. Right. So we did get a few hacks if you need a hack. <laughs> Beth uses a butter knife because she's too lazy to get a ladder. <laughs> I don't know if it's lazy. It's a safety item. Jennifer and Marilyn use a step stool. Wayne uses his telescoping ladder, which he has out already so that he can work on the, cleaning the slide toppers before he puts them Always in. Always a good idea. Yep. 
Jason said that he couldn't reach, and so he installed the spring-loaded type. And I think Carl probably has that because he said it just opens with the air pressure. Yeah. Lori can actually stand indoors and reach the outside wall and open it from there, which is pretty (laughs) handy. Debbie couldn't find one. So, Debbie, these are some tips now. So maybe you don't actually have one. But if you do, did you find it? And can you reach it? (laughs) (laughs) What I decided is that our friends Michael Bracewell and Joe Castile... I mean, they can probably reach the roof of their RVs. They're so nah, tall. So I don't know about all that. <laughs> they are pretty tall. They definitely can reach their outside vents. I know that they both have rockwood, so I know where they're, how to find their vents. So if they're in camp with you and you can't reach, maybe just call out and ask one of them to help. <laughs> I could tell you if you offer Joe a chili dog wrap, he would be happy to open your stove vent for you. Absolutely. And what's our question of the week this week? Well, Wayne's answer made me think of this. How do you check and how do you clean your slide before closing it? We have a little hack for that. We do. We actually talked about that little hack in episode 72, I believe. Well, okay, okay, I take it back. We have a hack and a gadget. Yes. So the gadget was in episode 72 it was the slide out sweeper and the hack we will tell you about next week yes absolutely so if you ever want to know the laziest way to do something though (laughs) ask somebody built like me for sure so you can answer that question of the week at all the questions of the week at our fun and friendly stressless camping podcast facebook group Ooh! and did you know we did a once a week newsletter and it's free in fact we will announce who won last week's book in this week's newsletter but that's where we have links to the stories videos podcasts and all of that that helps you get the most out of your rv experience just visit our website and you can sign up and we never share your information we only send one email a week and that's it That's right. And while you're on StresslessCamping.com, you can find the show notes on the podcast page for this and all the episodes. This happens to be episode number 160. Yep. And don't forget our discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. And if you have a great deal for our audience, let us know. Please do. And of course, we're in all the social places. So when you're on stresslesscamping.com and you've taken care of all that other business, go up to the top right, find those little logos and jump off to all the places that we are. Absolutely. And of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, well, that's free too. It is. And you can uh, subscribe or follow us on any podcast app. We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. Absolutely. And did you know a review will help others find this podcast? And the more listeners we have, the better the guests are. If you haven't yet taken a moment to leave a review, we sure appreciate those, including the one this week from Dean CHS1980. We really appreciate the kind words and five-star review. Yeah, and by the way, Dean CHS, does that stand for Chafee High School? You I'm never like, Do know. I already know you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you again for joining us this week. As I'm sitting here recording, I am watching a gentleman with a big rig tow vehicle try to wiggle out a very large fifth wheel from a very tight spot. (laughs) So I am being entertained by that. But we hope we have entertained you and brought you some information. And with that, happy Happy camping. camping!
We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stress-less camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! We don't get that many fifth wheels that are our RV. R, R, R. R, R, R. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh dear.